If you have five grapes, how many grapes do you have? Oh, uh, 12. Okay, okay. All right, we're getting there. American History X is an American drama film released in 1998 and directed by Tony Kay. American History X tells the story of Derek, a former neo-Nazi member, who after being released from prison, is preventing his younger brother from following in his footsteps. The movie is available on Prime Video. Please watch the movie before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Danny Vineyard is a high school student who is sent to the principal's office for turning in a civil rights essay on Mein Kampf. The principal, Bob Sweeney, tells Danny that he must rewrite his history essay or else be expelled from school. The new subject in Danny's essay is his brother, Derek, who is a former neo-Nazi member, serving a three-year sentence for voluntary manslaughter. The movie flashes back to a day when Danny, Derek, and members of a white supremacist group, the Disciples of Christ, are at a basketball court. Derek is asked to help play a game of basketball against Crip members. Derek's team wins the game and control of the court. Later that night, the Crip members go to Derek's home and attempt to break into his truck. Danny hears a commotion and alerts Derek. Derek shoots two men and kills one of them by curb stomping him, thus sending Derek to jail. While Derek is in prison, he joins the Aryan Brotherhood. Derek also befriends a black inmate named Lamont. Derek leaves the Brotherhood after he sees members dealing with non-white groups. In retaliation for leaving, the Brotherhood raped Derek in the shower. Derek is released from prison after his three-year sentence and is disappointed to see that Danny wants to follow in his footsteps. Later, at a Disciples of Christ party, Derek confronts Cameron, the leader. He tells Cameron that he is out of the group, and warns him to stay away from Danny. Cameron does not allow it, but Derek beats him. Derek and Danny flee the party, and Derek begins to tell Danny of his experiences in jail. Upon realizing what Derek is doing for him, they go home and remove anything associated with Nazism, as Danny finishes his essay. The next morning, Derek walks Danny to school. Danny enters the restroom and is shot and killed by a black student whom Danny confronted earlier in the movie. Realizing that something bad has happened, Derek runs to the school, enters the restroom, and finds Danny's body. He sobs uncontrollably as he holds Danny, as the movie ends with a voiceover of Danny's essay. Hello everyone. And welcome to a very special episode of Beer in a Movie with the We Side Boys. We're your host. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. And today's special episode is in memory of my good brother of over 25 years, everybody's favorite beaner, Danny Urbina. And uh, it's still real hard for me to believe that he's been gone for over a year. And I just thought that it was a good idea to kind of use this podcast as a platform to remember him uh, share some stories and just keep his memory alive. And I don't really want this episode to be sad or anything like that. It's a celebration as it should be. Cause he was one of the best friends I've ever had ever in my life. And undoubtedly he was the funniest friend I ever had. And I would always tell him that, uh, if he really wanted to, uh, he could have been a stand-up comedian. He is, he was fucking hilarious. So I don't care. Like Dave Chappelle, Mitch Hedberg, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, name him. Nah, nobody made me laugh as hard as Danny Urbina did. So uh, this is for him. And um, first and foremost, I just want to go out of my way. And I want to thank the Urbina family. Uh, My good brothers of over 25 years as well. Pablo, Peter, Polo, a.k.a. the Mexican. uh, Tony, and of course their father, uh, for giving us permission to do this. And it was real nice of them to give us the green light and do this for him. I, I just, I, again, I want to use this platform to, to let everybody know how much Danny meant to not just me, but all of us. And I know it meant a lot for a lot of us uh, listening um, because it's just fucking just so speak of the devil. Polo is fucking texting me right now. (laughs) Did you hear that, dude? The, the yeah, ringtone? I was going to say, I, I heard a little charm there. So he's going to hear this like in a few weeks. <laughs> so Mexican, that's you that's texting me, dude. So 
yeah so give me a shout when you hear this podcast uh but yeah and uh, and again i don't want this to be a sad one so it's a celebration bitches just like dave Chappelle said so i what we decided to do is we're gonna review one of danny's favorite movies which is american history x a fucking fantastic movie great movie we're going to drink some beers of course we're gonna drink the beer that we grew up yeah i mean i say that growing up i don't want to sound like we were like alcoholics or anything but yeah we grew up uh fucking eighth ninth grade fucking drinking drinking some beers on that good old street of goldenrod uh shout out to the good brothers in goldenrod y'all know who you are love you guys couldn't ask for a better group of dudes to uh fucking grow up with and i, I thought it'd be a good idea to also share a couple stories you know sprinkle them in there during this review because like i said he was fucking hilarious so I'm going to do that. And uh, real quickly, I just want to bring up uh, uh, two two examples of how Danny impacted my life. Uh, the first one I want to say is to a lot of my non-metalhead friends that I, I know I bug them all the time. Like, uh, I always tell them, hey, come to a metal concert with me. You, you won't get hurt. Right, brother? You, you've seen me at the metal concerts. I've, yeah, I've brought well, you. Yeah, you've dragged to, me to yeah, more than a few. Like, I, I protect you. <laughs> 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 you know? I So I, I'll never forget that at my very first concert. I'll never forget. I still have the ticket for it. It was Mother's Day 2004 uh, at Soma, of all places. We saw Slipknot. Nice, nice. Yeah. I still have the ticket, so we saw Slipknot. And to anybody who's ever been at Soma, it's a small venue. I mean, it's big for like a metal band, but not a fucking huge metal band like Slipknot, who can sell out arenas and shit like that. And that fucking, that place was packed, and that place was fucking crazy. And I'll never forget how Danny protected me a lot. Like, he did his best. I mean, we were like, we were fighting for our lives there because that, that crowd was fucking insane. And like I mentioned, it was Mother's Day when this happened, and some dude took his mom. <laughs> it was fucking crazy, and uh, I I know for a fact she she didn't come out the same because that fucking place was a mosh pit. But I'll, I'll never forget that he he was always by my side, and uh, he protected me as much as he can. And people associate me with with heavy metal and the metal music and the crazy ass concerts that I tell people about, and yeah. I've been to maybe over 40 shows for sure. I don't know about 50, but somewhere in that range. And I always have that one moment in my mind where I'll always remember that first one. And I'll always remember that Danny was by my side. And the second one that he impacted in my life is that, you know, we, we fucking, we grew our hair out together. And, and I know that a lot of people, uh, when, when they think of me, they see that image of this chunky dude with that really, really, really long hair. A lot of people met me like that. So that image of when people remember me, they're going to remember me like that with the really, really long hair. And that does not happen without Danny suggesting for all of us to grow our hair out on that street. So thank you, Danny. That that long hair became my identity. And I owe that to Danny. And Danny, I love you, brother. Uh, life just simply isn't as fucking funny as it used to be now that you're gone. And I can't wait till the next day we see each other, dude. I know it's going to happen some way, somehow. I just, I, I fucking know it. And I love you, brother. And um, to kind of wrap it up, go behind that fucking van, brother. I love you. <laughs> nice. So let's go into it, man. American History X. Yep. A fucking fantastic movie. Uh, I, I did say, you know, when this podcast started that we're going to shine some light on some underrated films. Uh, by no means, I don't think American History X is an underrated movie because if for the people that have seen this movie, they know that one fucking scene yep. in the movie, right? So I don't think this is an underrated movie, but again, we're doing this for Danny. And there's a whole... I have an introduction to how that fucking movie happened or how I saw it and everything. We'll get into all that good shit. We'll give it the ranking. We'll go into the plot. We'll dive into the characters, all that good stuff. But I am one thirsty ass motherfucker, and this shit does not start without opening some beers. So, brother, let them know where we got tonight. Uh, tonight, we are drinking the Great American Budweiser. Folks, we got the genuine Budweiser here. The reason I brought Budweiser is because on that fucking street on Golden Run, man, this is what we grew up drinking. And 
I mean, I don't want to sound like we're fucking alcoholics or anything like that, but this is, I shit you not, man. We were like in middle school, high school, fucking drinking this shit all the time, <laughs> you know? But, uh, but yeah, man. And uh, you know what, dude? I'm just going to straight up fucking rank it right now, dude. I'm giving this a fucking five out of five. Five? <laughs> yes, sir. All right. And this is the reason why, bro. Because it's, it's more about, it's more than just taste. Uh, more than anything, it's, it's memories. Okay. Nostalgia. Right. I have nothing but fond memories growing up in that street drinking this shit. So if you don't mind, brother, I got a story actually. Yeah, go, about, go Yeah, so go when ahead. you ponder off about your ranking of this fucking genuine beer, I I like to tell a story. Yeah, it's gonna take me a minute to uh, come up with the ranking. Okay, so so one thing is that so this was around seventh grade, eighth grade, so around like middle school for me, right? So every Friday on that street, dude, we used to box each other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. So on this particular day, uh, Danny had misplaced the gloves. Oh no! Right, yeah, he had misplaced the gloves, so we had no fucking gloves. Okay. So we got we had two homies, right? We're gonna call them homie and little homie. They're brothers. Okay. All right. Better than homie one and homie two. Okay, yeah, well, I'll call homie and little homie because, <laughs> okay. um, and then little homie was like, I mean, we love both of them because they were with us, you know. Okay. But little homie was like, fuck, he was down as fuck, dude. He was like real fucking cool with us. All right. All right. So we kind of liked him a little more. Uh, just a little more, you know, because he was so fucking down with everything. Right? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Is this homie or little homie? Little homie. Okay. Little homie. Yeah. They're brothers, like uh, I mentioned before. All right. So we we made them box each other, right? And so while we're looking for the gloves and, we, and we're we like in the backyard, we're, we're doing all this shit, you know? Uh, you know, we can't find the gloves. So Danny brings out these fucking pairs of socks. Oh, right, God. so so the gloves were two pairs of socks on yeah. each hand. Well, at least you doubled them up, <laughs> right? Oh no, hear me out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so while we were in the backyard looking for the gloves, Danny finds this fucking Rugrats watch. Remember that cartoon Rugrats? Oh yeah, with the babies, dude. A, baby, a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do, man. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, you're gonna fucking love this story, <laughs> then, dude. All right, so so if at that time, dude, if you went to Burger King and ordered a kids' meal, you would get. Uh, fucking Rugrats watch. No, right? okay, all right. So he finds his Rugrats watch, dude, and like he he puts it in a little homie's gloves, dude. Or <sighs> the, yeah, his fucking socks, right? Oh god. Right. So I dude, I'm right there, dude. I see him fucking putting them on, and he says, "He says fucking hit him hard." <laughs> right. He's <just laughs> fucking he's doing that. But what we didn't know, dude, is that this fucking watch made noises. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> so there we go, dude. Fucking boxing match starts. Right. And back then, dude, we didn't, there's no fucking technique. We didn't know shit about boxing. We just swing for the fences, you know? All right. So fucking boxing, boxing match starts. They're fucking swinging at it. Fucking little homie fucking hits them. And then out of nowhere, you hear a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> yeah. He fucking hits them again. A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Dude, we're fucking dying, dude. Like, and then like homie fucking realizes that, you know, like there's something in his gloves. Right? Yeah, I mean so, Yeah, so Danny goes, Shut the fuck up, keep fighting. Like not not even boxing, right? Keep fighting. <laughs> yeah. Right? So dude, while this is happening, bro, like we're fucking we're laughing so hard. Like I have my hands on my stomach, dude, because I'm laughing so hard. So <laughs> what we used to call it on that street is like if you laugh that hard or you're like you're fucking dying of laughter, we uh -huh. used, we would call them fat attacks. Fat attacks? Fat attacks. So on that one, I had a, like triple fat attack, dude. Right. And to be honest, bro, I don't even remember who won the fucking boxing match. Okay. I was fucking, I was fucking dying of laughter, man. I, I fucking, I could not stop laughing. And it's just like little shit like that, you know, that like uh, Danny would just fucking make it so funny for us, man. <laughs> and the reason I bring this story up is because like on Golden Road, when I go visit, Mm -hmm. We all we do is we drink Budweisers and we reminisce of yeah. the good old days, you know. It's good times. And this story did not get it does not get brought up enough. Okay. So we'll say a million stories, but this one just doesn't just doesn't get brought up enough. So cheers to the Goldenrod boys, little homie. Actually, homie's listening to this right now. He told me so. Okay. <laughs> so cheers. I'm gonna say his name. Fucking Fody. Cheers, brother. I know. You, fuck, I saw you on Wednesday, man. You look swole as fuck. So here's your shout out to you, brother. Cheers. Christian, aka Fody. Cheers. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and give it my ranking. Go for it, brother. So you gave it a five out of five. Yes, sir. Um, I have to admit that regular Budweiser is not my favorite beer. Um, 
but I'll give it a solid 3.5 out of 5. It's it's more drinkable than I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a whole lot of nostalgia in, in memory around mm-hmm. you know regular Budweiser. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, for me, bro, since I, I grew up fucking with this beer, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'll drink it out of a can, out of a fucking bottle. Out of a shoe, out of yeah, a... Yeah, dude, you know, I'll fucking drink it out of a bag if I have to. Mm-hmm. You like the old, uh, the milk, the milk? Yeah, like on in school, right? <laughs> fucking... Fucking the pouch of milk you put the straw through. Oh, dude, I'll drink it like that if I have to. Yeah, yeah. Good call, brother. Right. Yeah, I, I fucking do that. I fucking love Budweiser. And to this day, we drink it on that fucking street. Goldenrod yeah. Beaners, I love you guys. So much love, man. So cheers to, let me get a swig real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're, let's get into it, brother. A fucking American History X, a fucking fantastic movie. Indeed. Have not watched it in a good five years, maybe. Maybe want, even more. I want to say it's probably been about ten years for me. Wow! And uh, in your opinion, brother, did it hold up? Yes. Uh, I first saw this movie around the time. When did it come out? It came out in '98, right? '98, correct. Yeah, I, I watched it. I want to say around '99. I think I had to watch it for a school project. Mm-hmm. I believe. So. Fuck! What school did you go to, bro? I wish fucking that <laughs> shit happened in our fucking school. Uh, I went to Roosevelt Middle School. I think. I think I was. Yeah, I was in middle school in '98. Uh, and my eighth grade teacher made me, well, she didn't make me, but it was one of the movies we had to watch and do a report on. And, you know, it was actually, you know, it was interesting. Nice, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my introduction, uh, I shit you not, has to do with Danny. Mm-hmm. This is why this fucking happened, dude. So, so let, let me tell you this, bro. So on that fucking street, Goldenrod, right? Yep. We used to have rules on that street, man. So one of those rules was that you could not go home unless you shook everybody's hand. Okay. Yeah. So if you didn't shake everyone's hand, the next day you'd get socked by everybody. <laughs> yeah, bro. And it fucking hurt. You know, like getting, cause there was a grip of us on that street. Nice. You know? So, um, you know, some homies would kind of take it easy on you. Okay. If you had to get hit, you know, but you know, I, I don't want to fucking name names, you know, like Pablo Urbina. <laughs> <laughs> who showed no fucking mer- no mercy on any of us a fucking hit from him on the top of the shoulder dude, you're gonna feel that for weeks jeez louise you know so so when uh when this when i saw american history x uh it was it was getting pretty late so you know this was before the time we had phones we didn't have any of that to see what time it was you know yep, yep. we're in the middle of the street the lights come on what though what that means is take you take your ass home yeah, right it's yep, getting late yep so fucking it was well over the time to fucking go home so i go to danny and to go shake his hand and pretty much danny was like our leader okay so we went to him and you know i remember saying like all right bro i'm going i'm going home and he said nah you ain't you ain't going home dude that's what he told me and i was like come on it's getting late he's like oh fuck that he's like, all right you can go home but we're gonna fuck you up tomorrow <laughs> and like, he even he even does the whole like fucking like you know like the the fucking hiss to the the fist to the hand yeah yeah he even does all that shit okay and of course, I don't want to get fucking hit. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll stay. And then he goes, ah, besides, we're going to watch a movie right now. And sure enough, that fucking movie was American History X, dude. Huh. Yeah. So put this in my perspective. You know, I just want to go home. It's fucking late. I don't really feel like watching a movie. Okay. Movie starts. It's in black and white. So mm. I'm thinking, oh, this is a fucking 50s movie <laughs> or some shit like that. Because I was like, dude, I don't want to fucking see this, dude. You know, I just yeah, want to yeah. go home. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I realized it's not a 50s movie fucking edward norton is getting laid yeah by his lady you know and then you see people breaking in and then it cuts to present time which is now it's in color right so and mm-hmm. i'm thinking like whoa, whoa hold up like i want to know what happens okay don't fucking don't just cut it off there mm-hmm. you know and then as i'm watching this shit then i see that one part which i you know what part i'm talking oh, yeah, about it's, right, brother? yeah it's the uh, put your teeth on the curb yes or, yep. yes so i'm so when once that happens, I'm just like, yo, like I don't give a fuck about going home. I was like, <laughs> you have my this movie has my full attention. I want to see the entire fucking movie. So I went from wanting to go home, and just thinking about everybody beating the shit out of me, to like, all right, fuck yeah, I'm gonna see this fucking movie. Yeah. So yeah. that's my introduction to this movie, bro. Okay. Yeah. So so let's let's dive into it, brother. Let's get into these characters. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with the obvious ones, man. Fucking Derek Vineyard played by Edward Norton. My 
fucking goodness. What a fucking performance, man. Yeah, he does a really great job. Uh, th- uh, that's an understatement, dude. He was fucking phenomenal in this. Yeah, that that scene you mentioned when, uh, you know, they put your teeth on the curb. Yeah. Uh, when he's walking back in slow-mo looking at yeah. Danny. Like yeah. he's got, With his hands in his head. Yeah, yeah he's, got, his, he's, got, he's got so much, like, rage and hate in his eyes. There's, there, yeah, bro. There's, there's more scenes that I want to bring up with just... You just see he he's so into character, huh? Mm-hmm. Like he fucking dives into this character so much. But yes, you're right. That scene is fucking amazing. Yep. And um, you know, he is fucking phenomenal in this. And he got a nom he got nominated for an Oscar. He didn't win it. But when I look back and I see the winner of it, it was uh Roberto Benini, the Italian actor for that movie Life is Beautiful. Mm. Fantastic movie. Oh Ex- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh excellent performance, all that good stuff. I just think that Movies that have to do with the concentration camps is kind of like like Oscar bait. You get what well, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, that that one was the one with the he's like trying to make he's trying to make it life seem beautiful for the little kid, right? Yes, but his son, right? Yeah. He's like he's like easing his way into the with humor during yeah, the during, Holocaust yes. and shit like that. Yeah. Like those type of movies are are Oscar bait, mm. and I think because of that, he won the award. But, like, for the Academy to vote for him, I don't think they did anything wrong. Yeah. But if I had a vote, I would have absolutely fucking voted for Edward Norton. This f- performance was fucking amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, another character we're going to bring up is uh, is Danny, played by Edward Furlong. Uh-huh. And what a fucking fall from grace, bro. Like, I, I can't help but bring this up. You know, you go, he's John Connor. Mm-hmm. And Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That was his breakout role, right? He was fucking awesome in that, dude. Okay. And then I've seen a, I've seen him in this one. I've also seen him in Detroit Rock City. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. So he had some good movies up to that point. What the fuck has he done since, bro? I yeah, honestly I, don't fucking know. I think this was like this and Detroit Rock City were like his his twilight years, I guess. Now, because he never really did anything after that, right? Yeah, I don't I don't recall anything and. And the only time I ever heard of him is because of shit he he did bad like yeah with the yeah, law, yeah he know? had like domestic abuse problems yeah yeah shit and... like that so but to stay on track Edward Furlong was fucking fantastic in this movie mm-hmm. he played his part he was fucking awesome yep another character I want to bring up is uh is Ethan Suppley I was gonna say Suppley this <laughs> is a joke but okay he Seth yeah yep. he. What a piece of shit he is in this movie. Huh? Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> when he's singing that stupid song yeah. when he's driving, like, what a piece of shit. Right, dude? It's, what a racist prick. And yeah. That's exactly what he's trying to portray, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and fuck, dude, you know how he's, he's fucking moving up and down in the truck? You can see it moving shit while it's driving? <laughs> he's a big boy in this movie, huh? Yeah, I like... Seeing, seeing him now, he looks fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he finally turned it around. Shape. Yeah. yeah. I, my favorite part is when he's... Uh, when he goes to see Derek after he came out of the pr- out of prison, and <laughs> he's like waiting in the front, and he's doing like the Skittles or, or uh, the, jelly beans, right? Yeah, okay, jelly beans. Yeah, yeah. And he spits out the black ones. Yeah, he's, a, he's an asshole. Out. But uh, I like yeah. I like when he busts and he's like, "Derek, can we please go eat? I'm starving." And then uh, Edward Norton's character, he's like, "Get the fuck out of here! I don't give a shit." Yeah, and like he's like, oh, all right. "He's always starving." Look, yeah, at I know, him, dude. You know, but man, he looks fantastic now. Yeah, he really yeah. turned it around. Yes, he he looks real good, man, and. Uh, there's two more characters I want to bring up real quickly. Uh, Stacy Keach, who plays Cameron, mm-hmm. he is the the leader of the of the the the, suprem- the white supremacist group. Yes. Right. I've seen him in a couple things. The <laughs> only, I, I've seen actually I've seen him in a grip of things, but okay. The not a movie, but a show. I remember seeing him was Titus. Do you remember? Oh the show? yeah, Titus he was his dad. Yep. Yes, Christopher Titus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So remember watching him in that. And the last character I want to bring up is uh, the character of Lamont, mm-hmm. played by a gentleman by the name of Guy Tory, who I have not seen in anything else since. You know, I thought movie. I saw him in some other stuff, but you're right. I I don't I can't think of anything. He was a fantastic character. Uh-huh. Uh They had the perfect person to play him. Uh, not to jump too far ahead into the plot, but at this point, Derek is already in jail. He meets him there. Yep. And he is a straight up fucking racist. That's why he's there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't even talk to Lamont, right? Or his character. Yeah. So they're like folding, they're doing like the laundry. That's like their job they have to do. And I know his character is that he's just like, he hates, uh, like he's such a racist prick in it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But if you fucking realize, you go back in the movie, like he hardly breaks a smile in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the one that makes him fucking smile and laugh is Lamont. Yep. And I thought he was such an endearing character. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic in this shit, man. Yeah. But those are like the main characters I want to bring up in this movie, right? So let's let's dive right into the plot. You know, what what I like about this movie is that. Uh, the whole flashbacks with the black and white scenes. Yes. It is so good. And I just like how uh, flashbacks, if they're told in black and white, fantastic stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, it makes it obvious that it, it has happened already. Mm-hmm. Right. And it almost got to the point where I kind of wish that the movie was all in black and white. It oh. was like, I was so invested in like the flashback scenes. Yeah. I think they did that to show contrast. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, it's mm-hmm. it's like contrasting back when Derek was racist versus you know the present day when you know he's not. Um, I think the black and white scenes are a little bit more powerful because oh, of absolutely. that. Um, if, if the whole movie was in black and white, I don't know if it would. It would it would have that purpose of having to go back, right? Yeah, exactly, bro. But but you're right. Like the the context of of the flashbacks being in black and white is just so powerful because. You know, you you watch the movie and you see Edward Norton's character. It's like, why did he become this man that he is, like a racist prick? You know. Yeah. And then you see how he was before. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they have there's that one scene where they they it's a flashback. Obviously, it's a black and white like we're talking, mm. where they're having the dinner scene, right? Yep. And uh, and like by this time, uh, he does not have him and Danny. They do not have. They're not bald. They have hair. And they're just, they're raving about Sweeney, the principal. Yeah. And they're just talking about how he has two PhDs. He shouldn't be a principal. He's much higher than that. Yeah. But the father, right, who is a firefighter, I believe. Yep. Right? Who is actually played by uh, the father of, in Boy Meets World. Oh, you know, I didn't think of that, yeah, but you're 100 percent I don't remember his name, but I'm sure you, Um what is his fucking name? I'm sure um, you know, but I yeah, you're no, you're right. Like it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, I, uh fuck, I know his fucking name, bro. But yeah, yeah, he, he was, you're right. Um uh, William Russ, bro. There we go. That's his fucking name. Okay. William Russ. So yeah, he was and then you you see that um that the father is saying like, oh, like he, he your principal's black. Why are you reading these novels by these black writers? Mm-hmm. Because you can kind of sense that he does is not too fond of that race. Yeah, he, because of all the shit he's been through as a firefighter. Well, I mean, he also brings up the you know affirmative action about how like mm-hmm. um, you know some some people recently got hired you know through affirmative action, and he was saying that. You know, they got hired because of their skin color and not because they're the best. So he's got like, you can tell that he's got some some racist thoughts here. Oh, he does. It's real evident there. And, um, and you know, uh, Derek, he, when he starts the conversation, he's like optimistic. He's, mm-hmm. he likes his principal. He says he's really smart. And then, but you could tell that the power of his father, he's yeah. like, you know, don't eat all that shit up. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, so you can tell that he looks up to his father. Yes. Right. So, so to fast forward a little bit, um, like I know we're not starting from the beginning; we're kind of like jumping a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you see the clip of when Edward Norton's character uh, is grieving because of the loss of his father. Yeah, he's being interviewed by yeah, the by the and newscaster. He fucking he does not let back. Oh. Wow. He fucking goes on and talks about how this is a race problem. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that is basically that is the fucking genesis of how, what the character of Derek Vineyard that we see yeah and I just like how they they showed that part to kind of like to go they go back and forth but it they do it so fucking well yeah that I just like dude this is so fucking great it also lays down the foundation of you know why he he became a racist because mm-hmm. um you know that one scene at dinner, he was optimistic and his dad was kind of like, you know, his dad was like low key racist. Right. But then yeah. his, dad, his dad was killed, you know, by somebody yeah. of another race, mm-hmm. you know, when he was putting out a fire and then that kind of set him up to be super vulnerable. And that's when Cameron, you know, exploited yeah, absolutely. him. Cause he was doing his job. He's saving someone and gets killed for it. Yeah. So you, ah, uh, it's, it's just one of those things that's like, 
like being racist is absolutely wrong but holy shit man like he, he loved his, he looked up to his father and you know that's that's the reason what got him there yeah and and again like i would fucking racism is fucking horrible i will never fucking like back that up well this movie this movie also plays that, on the but... fact of like unfortunate circumstance right absolutely it's like uh his father was kind of racist and then he was killed in you know a minority neighborhood so that it's like unlucky right like yeah. you know um and then you know later on in the movie that kind of unluckiness plays off in other ways as well mm-hmm. um but yeah absolutely brother so to kind of like start from the top right so the movie starts off it's black and white it's the flashback of when the the crypt members are breaking into the to the truck yes and it's the ones in the basketball scene yeah same Mm -hmm. ones Mm -hmm. right so what i like about that is like it's gonna grab the beginning is grabs your fucking attention yeah just like how when i watch it the first time it's and it cuts off to what happens just before the curb stop scene Mm -hmm. so that they do a fucking amazing job at like grabbing your fucking attention right there you know so good shit on that and then it goes into just like uh like kind of like the present time with uh with danny going in uh yeah danny with being in the principal's office Uh uh-huh right and then a fucking essay on civil rights and he turns in mein Kampf. like fuck what a piece of shit yeah exactly right and then but he he is smart right he's very smart yeah yeah so that's why uh you know sweeney brings him in because you know the teacher, you know who was who was at the dinner scene, you know, because he was dating dating the mother. Yeah, he was the one that turned him in and said, "Hey, you know, this kid yeah. is he's Murray. Like, he's, Murray was his name. Yes, he's irredeemable." Um, but Sweeney's like, "No, this kid's got promise. You know, I mm-hmm. see something in him." So then he brings him in, and that's when uh, he gives him a new assignment, right? Yeah, which is the essay on Derek. Uh-huh. Uh If I if I do have a little nitpick on that, it's like uh, if. If Danny was such a badass that he would turn in an essay about Mein Kampf for a civil rights essay, okay, like why would he give a fuck if he gets expelled? Um, you know that that's just a little nitpick on my part. Um, but maybe because the top, the new topic of his essay is his brother, that would like get him. I like, think to fucking write it, redo an essay. Then that, then that that would suffice it. But they again, don't, like, why would he give a fuck? He he should be like, eh, fuck this, you know. They don't really explain it that well, but I think mm-hmm. you know, just Swe- a, just a nitpick right there. Sweeney, he, I think he, that's my nitpick would be that I feel like he takes more interest in his students than you would a normal principal. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but every principal I ever had in high school or <laughs> middle school, elementary school, high school, they didn't give a shit. Like, if I, if I went to the principal office, I'd be like, who the fuck is this kid? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? But he seems to, like, he knows the Vineyard family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, personally, dude. Personally, yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of why, you know, Danny is, he's like acting out, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's, um, He's just kind of trying to follow into Derek's footsteps because he doesn't have a father figure, right? His father was killed. Right, right. So he turned to Derek and Derek was this extreme racist. So that's what he's going with, right? Yeah. And he hasn't seen Derek for three years because Derek mm-hmm. wouldn't let them visit yeah. in prison. So he's still just going off of that. But, you know, he's still a young kid. He's confused. An articulate kid. Well-spoken. Yeah. So Fantastic I think shit. I think that's why he's more open to, you know, mm-hmm. giving Sweeney the time of, time of day yeah. when he's like... When he's talking to him instead of just being like i don't give a fuck i'll just yeah. fuck it i'll be expelled yeah. you know yeah good point brother so to kind of fast forward a little bit you know the movie flashes back to the time when they're at the court mm-hmm. and you see derek you see danny uh cameron the yep. the disciples of christ they have the whole scene with uh, the basketball game yep um to to give a little bit of tension there fucking derek gets elbowed by the crit member mm-hmm. bleeding all that good shit you know and then Steals the ball, makes the hoop, wins the fucking game. Yep. Good shit right there, just to create tension. Just so that later on that night, they they break into the house. And I, I, I know that they don't need to explain too hard. Okay. But it's like, how the fuck did they know where he lived? That's what I was going to say. They, <laughs> yeah. don't, they don't really go into the explanation. Did they, did they target him specifically because of that? Or was it I just... I believe so. You know, yeah, they don't really explain why. I thought... When yeah, I, because then again, like they, they don't hold back either. They're 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 talking shit to them. 
yeah at the bad. game yeah. yeah but when they're breaking into the house i when i first saw this movie you know i thought it was just a like a coincidence mm-hmm. where they they randomly just hit that yeah. house oh yeah good point dude very good point point. Mm-hmm. and then this is like the fucking scene that that i believe makes this movie that fucking makes everybody talk about it right yep if you're just talking about movies and you bring up this movie this movie gets this part gets brought up all the fucking time yeah it's fucking impossible not to all right so they break in fucking danny hears it alerts Derek, gets out a gun fucking shoots both of them one of them escapes the other one is like wounded pretty yeah. fucking bad yeah and then the whole put your mouth on the fucking curb and then boom fucking curb stomp bro <laughs> that fucking scene is so crazy yeah and to go back to my introduction to this movie once i see this part i'm just like yo i don't give a fuck about going home yeah <laughs> i don't care i want to see the rest of this fucking movie yeah you know just fucking just powerful shit right there that's a powerful scene Whew, what a scene man and because of that he goes into jail uh he initially he doesn't really go with anybody but he you see that that part where he's working out he takes his shirt off and he has a whole swastika yeah tattoo on his chest yep and then shortly after joins the aryan brotherhood yep well i mean that's a natural progression right yeah it's right. like he's obviously associated with white supremacy and uh he's gonna want to hook up with some gang in there and you know, the yeah, you want safety in there man yeah so yeah so and then he also has to be uh working with lamont Yep. Where the character Lamont comes in once again. Yep, in the laundry. And uh, he's he's an endearing character, man, because he's not really he's not a bad person, really. Like, yeah, he's in jail for a fucked up. For he obviously had to have fucked up, but then he tells the story of why he's in there, right? Yeah. And it's like he's not he he's a short person. He doesn't like he didn't he didn't have a weapon on him. He was trying to steal a TV. Yeah. Right. And they gave him all this time. And uh, it's more of a racial profiling thing. Exactly. Anything, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. you know. Yep. So, but again, like, I, what I like about this is that the only person to really make him fucking smile, and by that I mean Derek's character, uh-huh. is Lamont. Yeah. And by all fucking purposes, he should be hating this motherfucker just based on the color of his skin. Yeah, and he does when he's, like, he does, he refuses to talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. And it, over the course of the movie, yeah, you, you know, they had to have been working together for months or something, right? And for then, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, you know, he breaks through because, you know, Lamont is relentless right he's yeah. just it, we've all met those kind of people you know they you know they're just always trying to crack you up yeah he, they, fi- he yeah, finally he breaks cracking, through yeah he breaks them right mm-hmm. he's fucking he's laughing and then you know and, it, and then i like i appreciate the writing in this too because you know it doesn't always have to be like about like serious shit you see them talking about basketball uh-huh you know like the the dynasty of the lakers and the and the fucking celtics yep, and yep. By the way, fuck the Lakers. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll second that. <laughs> Go Clippers. <laughs> Me and my my boy. <clears throat> Damien, what's up? <laughs> but anyways, so, you know, just the dialogue that they have between them. It's because, like, if you talk about sports, like, usually you're talking about someone that you're really cool with. Yeah. You know, just so you can, like, fucking go back and forth and chatting, chit-chat and shit like that, you know? Yep. So you can see that they're getting, like, really cool with one another. Uh-huh. And while this is going on, uh, Derek sees that the Aryan Brotherhood is kind of going behind what they really are, and they're going to do business, uh, especially with narcotics, with non-white groups. Yeah, and that is something that Derek is very against. Though. Yeah, because he's a uh, he's an uh, idealist or whatever. Absolutely, right? he's he's fucking like balls deep into like what they're all about, and he sees that these guys are not. Because yeah. if they are, then why the fuck would they be? in cahoots with non-white team uh groups yeah it also shows how naive he is right because he's still yeah. young he's still dumb and you know prison's a whole nother a whole nother beast i mean yeah oh, I, dude, I, I don't I have, know yeah i don't have any personal experience but, but i mean you, you could tell that you, you have to make some alliances there if you want to survive Oof, fucking a bro absolutely so shortly after that he sees that like this shit ain't working for him yeah so he fucking leaves mm-hmm. that is just like you said brother that is fucking like naive as fuck yeah that is I, something you do not want to fucking do especially in prison and yep. you have a long sentence to do yeah so what do they do to in retaliation find them in the shower fucking rape them dude yeah they take turns man fuck Ooh. and then to go a little forward man that one scene where 
where he's he gets his lunch, he goes past them, mm-hmm. but they still offer him the seat. Like, hey, oh, yeah. you know? And then he goes like, fuck you guys. And then he goes sit by himself and then he could fucking hardly sit. Yeah. And they laugh at him, dude. It's like, oof. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he publicly dissed uh, his his former group, right? So mm-hmm. that's like that's like open season. Yeah, so Lamont's character, when they start working again, right? He mm-hmm. tells them, you're fucking stupid. Why are yep. you doing this? Now you're an open fucking target uh-huh. with, with the blacks. Yep. And luckily it doesn't fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lamont, like, fucking secretly fucking, like, told uh, his race, hey, back off on this guy. Well, he's I think dude. I think that's what happens right at the at the end of Derek's sentence when mm-hmm. he's finally paroled. Mm-hmm. He meets Lamont at the gate before he's supposed to leave. And he's like, you know, I have this weird suspicion that the reason I didn't get rolled is because, you know, you said something. Cause, uh, and Lamont, like, looks at him and he's like, you know, maybe you're right. Or he's like, I forgot exactly what he says, but it, it's pretty much implied that... Mm-hmm. You know, Lamont, Lamont's kind of like, he's like that funny guy, right? So he's friends yeah. with everybody. So he's got to be tight with the, you know, the black gang. And uh, he probably told him, you know, hold off on this guy because, yeah. you know, he he's all right. So. Yeah. And hey, he makes it a point too that uh, he's a dangerous man because he's in charge of the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he tells him, he's like, he's like, don't be sniffing that shit on my watch, right? <laughs> Good stuff. I thought Lamont was a fantastic character. Yeah, right? yeah. He was like, if he can crack uh, Derek, man, he can crack anybody. Uh-huh. You know, fantastic stuff right there with him. He's such a fucking great character. Uh-huh. Uh And then, you know, his he never gets jumped. Uh-huh. His sentence is up, gets home, sees that, uh, unfortunately, that Danny is falling in the footsteps of him. And he and this is what the whole movie is about. He wants to prevent this shit. Yep. Right. So to fast forward a little bit, the disciples of Christ are having a party. In Derek's he, in Derek's honor, right? Like yeah. for him being released. Yeah, and then uh that's where he like reunites with his girlfriend, which is uh I don't know, I like she has a unique name. I can't on the top of my head I know her name. I know, I was gonna I, 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 you know I, what I do? I call her the chick from the water boy. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's also in a Wizard of Oz movie. Uh, I forgot the name, my sister used to love yeah. that movie. But she did a good job playing her character. I, mean, uh-huh. I, I hated this bitch. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, uh, she did a good job. Uh, the whole party is like for him, but you know, he meets with Cameron, the leader, played by Stacey Keach, like yep. we mentioned earlier. Uh, and he like he tells him straight up that he's fucking gone, and he fucking like he threatens Cameron. He's like fucking Danny's not gonna be part of this shit. Yeah, Cameron doesn't allow it. Yeah, well, well but, Cam, but Cameron same- says, Cameron also says that, you know, like, I'm, he's like, I don't have to tell him, or I don't have to exclude him. He's he's going to come to me. And that's what yeah. pisses off Derek. Yeah. But at the same time, bro, De- uh, Derek, he says this. He says, like, where the fuck were you guys uh, in my three years? None of you came to visit me. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can, fuck, dude. He's pissed off about that. Yeah. And he has every right to be. Yep. You know, if, if y'all are a fucking brotherhood, or you're all in a fucking group and no nobody has the time to fucking visit him once for what he did. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's fucked up what he did. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, who am I rooting for here, man? Because it, it's all fucked up all, all at once, you know? Yeah. But good shit there. He fucking uh, fucks up Cameron. Uh, Seth sees him. Uh-huh, on the way pulls, out, yeah. Pull, yeah, pulls a fucking gun on him. Uh, Derek fucks him up easily. Uh, they flee, and then he tells them about his experiences, right? So yeah, all Danny. that bullshit that yep. happened in prison, all that bad shit. And then I just like how, like, because, like, a fucking moron would have been like, no, nah, fuck you. But but they made it such a good point that Danny is such an articulate and, like, well-spoken man that he understands what his brother is going through and is trying to tell him that it is like, yeah, you're right. So they go back to the pad, take down all the Nazi shit, and Danny finishes his essay while all this is going on. Uh-huh. Good shit right there, man. Yep. But if, if you don't mind, bro, let me just back up just a little bit, just so we can go to a story, uh, part of the movie that I kind of forgot about. Okay. Is uh, that one part where, because like, man, Edward Norton is so, I can't express, bro, how fucking amazing he is in this, in this fucking movie. Yeah. Edward Norton is so good, man. Like in, in the scene where they're about to break into that Mexican that it's just like a store owned by Mexicans, right? No, oh yeah, it it was owned by a white owner, right? And then it was taken over by a Korean. 
Cor- thank you. Yeah. Thank yes. you for correcting me. Yes. yes. But but you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. Yes. So then he he even says like uh, something about a pinata breaking or whatever. Uh-huh. And then like they're laughing, right? The the white supremacists are laughing. Uh-huh. And he says, "This isn't funny. This isn't a joke." Like, dude, like in Edward Norton's fucking face, you can just see how he's so in character, man. Uh-huh. Like there is no bullshitting with with Derek Vineyard. Yeah. You know, it's just so fucking good, man. Like I I, I really do wish he would have won the Oscar, man. Uh-huh. Cuz uh he was fantastic in this. But to kind of <laughs> oh shit now oh i got a story man right. I, this reminds me of a story now okay now that i bring up like the mexican part okay um so i remember and this has to do with danny obviously mm-hmm. i did say i was going to sprinkle in some stories with him but i remember um we're at the street and uh uh shout out to my good brother kyle hathaway my good brother of over 25 years i love you brother so while this is going on he's actually boarding a flight to panama so safe travels, brother. I love you. Much love to you and the brother and the family. Uh, give me a shout when you hear this podcast, yeah? So Kyle Hathaway was like, he was our only white friend <laughs> in our group. We pretty much adopted him, right? Nice. So I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, his his father, like he, he had won like scratch tickets. He won money off scratch tickets. Nice. Right? So he won like 20 bucks or some shit. Like <laughs> so I remember he told Kyle, he's like, He's like, yeah, he's like, hey, I won some money and let's go get some Mexican food. Because we had, there was a Mexican restaurant like behind the street where we lived on. Okay. So Danny overhears this <laughs> and he says, he says, Kyle, you better get something good because you got to share with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like, damn, dude, there was a grip of us. Okay. Right. So he takes off with his dad. And dude, we're we're all like stoked. We're like, oh shit, we're gonna get some food, you know? Mm. And we're thinking he's gonna get like kind of sell the fries, kind of sell the chips, you know, yeah, some yeah, shit that we yeah. can like all kind of take a little bit of. Yeah. Dude, and then the thing is, like, I can still remember, I can still hear Danny saying this shit, bro. So he goes, he goes, What'd you get us, Kyle? Like, now what'd you get? What'd you get us, Kyle? <laughs> you know? And then Kyle goes, Oh, I got a quesadilla. <laughs> right. And he goes, he's he goes, quesadilla? We're all Mexican. We could make that shit at home <laughs> yep. for you. Like slap. <laughs> so, like, so yeah, dude. We had rules too. We we're like, if you did something stupid or said something <laughs> stupid, you'd get either slapped or socked, depending on how stupid it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, dude. I felt bad, dude. We all had to slap Kyle. Yeah. And I for mean, the record, bro, for the record, I did not eat a single fucking slice of that quesadilla, dude. I mean, it is true. I mean, yeah. uh, as much as uh, it's debated, <laughs> I am Mexican, right? I remember going to my grandma's house and she'd be like, hey, are you hungry? I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. Well, she's like, there's some cheese and tortillas in the fridge. So, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. Damn, dude. But <laughs> yeah. So, and then like the thing is like, I didn't fucking eat anything of it because Danny ate the whole fucking thing, basically. Okay. He took like fucking eight like giant bites of it. <laughs> Pretty much ate the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little story I fucking brought up there since we were talking about Edward Norton's character. <laughs> fucking the whole pinata bullshit. Yeah. You know, it associates with Mexicans, you know? Yeah. So I thought I'd, <laughs> I'd fucking bring it up, dude. <laughs> but back to the task at hand, brother. So the whole thing with... uh you know, they take down the Nazi posters. They they do everything out, you know. Yeah. And it's like the next day, right? It's like, it, it kind of seems like a brand new beginning. Mm-hmm. Everything looks good. They're they're dining together. Yep. They have breakfast. He walks them to school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Danny walks into the bathroom, the restroom, right? Yep. And who comes up on them is, is uh, a black student who he had confronted earlier in the movie yes which by the way the 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 character the student the black student is the same kid from friday who uh knocks over the trash cans yeah you told me that i don't remember but yeah i I believe you and then to even go back further a little bit Mm -hmm. uh danny confronts him because like he's 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 like beating he's bullying uh a white kid white kid and he's played by Fucking, uh, uh, I don't know his name. He's Danny Masterson's brother. Yeah. Yeah, it, buddy from Scary Movie too. Yeah, and you also know him as uh, Malcolm in the Middle, the older brother. There we go, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to Edgar, his favorite show. Hey, <laughs> shout out to the good brother, fucking Ned. Much love, brother. So, yeah, so he, he comes up on him, dude. Fucking shoots him, bro. Yep. Just fucking shoots him. And like here's kind of like something that maybe the director 
could have like cleaned up a little bit too. It's like, how the fuck would uh, Derek have known that something had happened? It just seems like he ha- he gets a vibe, yeah, and he has to run back. Like, what made him? There's no real reason why he goes back, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the way I interpreted it is that uh, Sweeney Sweeney mm-hmm. hits him up because mm-hmm. in earlier in the scene when you know when he's having breakfast with Danny, he meets Sweeney and the cop, right? Yes. And they're telling him that they want him to go back to the white supremacists to you know get info, and he was like, "All right, fuck it." But so I feel like he was in contact with Sweeney, and I feel like it's not explained, but. Mm-hmm. I think Sweeney contacted him and said, "Hey, man, something happened to Danny," and then mm-hmm. he he ran over, and that could where... be could be true because yeah. when he runs back, mm-hmm. right, Sweeney's, Sweeney is, is the already one that tells there. him, "Like, hey, let him go." Yeah, yeah, right, and he's already there, so that that could make sense. But it's just a little nitpick where yeah. I thought, like, yeah, it could have done maybe a little better. Yeah, they they kind of like yeah segued into that, and then, and then also, um, he so Derek goes in there. Fucking cradles Danny. It's fucking horrible, man. The scene's yeah. fucked up. His reaction was great where he's like, oh, no. Oh, right. no. Like, you could tell. Like, <laughs> I was like one of those yeah. act. Uh, it's his acting where he's like, you could tell that yeah. he's like gutted. Dude, so if this is this fucking bugs me, dude. So if you go on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to that scene mm-hmm. where he's consoling him, right? Where he's cradling him and saying like, oh, shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You'll go to fucking comments and say, oh, this fucking crying scene sucks. It could have been better. It's like, yo, who the fuck are you to fucking tell <laughs> fucking Edward Norton that he's not doing a good job, dude? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, I don't expect him to be like fucking Viola Davis, who fucking tear for tear is the fucking <laughs> best at fucking crying scenes, dude. Dude, go back to anything Viola Davis does. She's fucking fantastic at that. She's the fucking best at that. I- like, don't fucking, like, come on, dude. Like, it's like he's running out there and he's cradling him. His brother's dead, like. Ah, that scene fucking got me, dude. But yeah, like, yeah I feel like on. he he does a good job. Like you could he tell, does do a good job, he's I like think. when he sees him, he's like, oh no, and then he runs to him, and then he's like, he's like, oh god, like you could tell that you know there's some hurt there, mm-hmm. obviously, of right? Yeah. But and then and then the the film ends with, uh, and I like this part too, is that the film ends with Danny's voiceover of the essay that mm-hmm. he wrote. Yep. Right. So that we know exactly what the fuck he said to end his not not just his essay, but to end the movie. Yeah. Fantastic shit right there. I just thought that was like a great fucking like mic drop. Uh, good shit right there. I absolutely fucking loved it. This movie was fucking fantastic. And I've gone years without watching it. And I fucking enjoyed it just as much as I did when I first watched it. Yeah. And the, the ending. Absolute it, good shit. The ending, I feel, is pretty ambiguous, right? Because it kind of leaves you on the. on the. Then what, right? Yeah. Like what happens, right? Because the reason Derek became, you know, white supremacist and racist because his father was killed, mm-hmm. you know, by a minority. And then now his brother is killed, you know, by, yes. you know, my, so it's like, what happens? Does, does he, the cycle continue? Yeah, does we he go, does know. he go back? Does he stick with, you know, his new path or what? Yeah, exactly. Bro. They just leave it on that. So you're like, what the fuck? I love that shit, man. That, man, that, that makes me like wonder even more about the ending. Mm-hmm. I got to open up another beer, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. This, that's more discussion right there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic shit right there. But I overall, I fucking love this movie. We're going to give it a ranking a little bit, but there's some things that I want to um, bring up as far as like the work from other, uh, not to, just the director, but the 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 cast in this movie. Uh-huh. So the first one, obviously, we're going to bring up is, uh, well, actually, no, I'm going to bring up Tony K first because this is the only movie I've ever seen of him. Uh, I've never seen anything else that he's done. Okay. So I can't say anything about him. So let's just go to the the characters. Obviously, we're gonna start with Edward Norton. Fun, mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic, fucking performance. And if you watch this movie, and you want to see more of Edward Norton, please go out of your way and watch these movies. Okay. So the first one I'm gonna bring up is fucking Primal Fear. Mm. A fucking fantastic Great movie, movie with Richard Gere. Richard Gere, yes. And he, here's one thing I gotta say about this movie, bro, is that a lot of a lot of like like fucking A-listers, right? Yep. I'm gonna bring up Leonardo DiCaprio here. Okay? okay. Leonardo when when a star fucking starts off his career, they do some movies where they don't really do the best of shit. <laughs> right? Leonardo DiCaprio started off with Critters 3 for fuck's sake. 
All right. That's a dog shit of a movie. Benicio Del Toro started with Big Top Pee Wee. Hey, I like Big Top Pee Wee. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Do you remember that? He was he played Duke the dog. Do you remember that shit? I don't remember that, but uh, I I was a big Pee Wee fan as a uh, kid. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. This shit does not apply to Edward Norton, dude. From the get-go, this motherfucker got nominated for an Oscar for Primal Fear. Yeah. Fantastic shit. Please mm-hmm. go out of your way and watch it. Yeah, it is a good movie. Right. Second movie, we can't really talk about it because the first rule of that is that you don't talk about it. It's Fight Club. (laughs) So we're going to skip that fucking movie, but go fucking watch it. Mm -hmm. And the next one is Rounders. Oh, I love Rounders. You've seen Rounders? Yes, bro. Oh, that's my favorite fucking Edward Norton movie. I'm not going to lie. Really? Oh, dude, I love it with, uh, I love, uh, you know, John Malkovich is is terrible. He's like, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. He's the terrible fucking Russian accent, dude. Oh. Dude, yes. This is another reason why I wanted to bring this up. Dude, okay. And it's because of John Malkovich. Uh-huh. Did you know, bro, that John Malkovich has a movie that's going to be released in the year 2121? Oh, I, I think you told me about this before, but it's hazy. But yeah, yes. Yeah, so we're never, we're never going to see the light of this fucking movie, mm-hmm. right? Ever. Nobody. You listening? Nobody. Fucking mm-hmm. none of us. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what it's about. It's stored in a secret vault somewhere. Uh-huh. We're never going to fucking see it. Okay. But I hope he has a fucking backup plan, bro, because in, <laughs> in fucking 100 years, what technology is going to fucking play this fucking movie? Uh, I feel like they can. I mean, we can go back and we can listen to A-Track tapes, right? And, uh, yeah, true that. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like there's there's going to be... Yeah. It's gonna be something. But hey, man, Rounders. I know. I mean, if the premise of it doesn't interest you, it's a movie about poker. Oh, oh I love Rounders, man, yeah. with Matt Great Damon. Fucking, please, yeah. yes, Matt Damon. Fuck, Famke Jansen's in it. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, John Turturro's in it. Oh fucking, yes, yes. It's. Great Kanish, cast, great movie. Kanish. Please go out of your way and fucking watch it. Oh, I, I can't recommend that one enough. Yes, and then the last movie I'm going to bring up is a movie called The Twenty Fifth Hour. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic movie made by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and it tells the story of Edward Norton's character who's about to go to prison for like eight years, and it's his last day before he goes in. Yep. Uh, and there's this whole like five-minute monologue scene where he's looking in the mirror and just talking shit about all the ethnicities yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic stuff. He is such a good fucking actor please go out of your way and check out those movies yeah I love if this movie. you enjoyed american history X and loved his performances you're you are going to like these performances as well rosario dawson's also in that movie right she yes, is his girlfriend natural. <clears throat> can i offer can i offer an edward Norton movie that Fuck yeah of course brother uh i just watched it again you know, first for the first time in maybe like 15 years is death to smoochie never seen him it stars edward norton and robin williams oh it, shit really yeah, yeah it's a it's a it's a offbeat dark comedy. It's a huh. pretty good, pretty good movie. I it always gives me a laugh. Can you give me like a little premise of it? Uh, it's it's about kid shows. Uh-huh. Uh, Edward Norton plays Smoochie, which is like a giant purple rhinoceros, <laughs> and uh, you have to watch it. It's okay. It's a weird dark comedy. If it has fucking Robin Williams and him in it, I had yeah. no idea this happened, dude. Uh, Robin Williams is you know great in this movie. Yeah. Good, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. I'm going to check that shit out. And uh, Ethan Suppley, I'm going to bring up Ethan Suppley real quick. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in a few movies. was not really a big fan of his actual movies. You don't like Remember the Titans? Eh, I mean, yeah, that was that was good. But uh, but something worth for him that people should go out of their way to watch. Okay. I'm going to say it's a TV show. Fucking loved it. My name is Earl. Oh yeah, a yeah. fucking fantastic show. At one point, it was my favorite show going on. Uh, if you're a big believer of karma, uh, please go out of your way and watch it. He was fucking amazing in it. Also, if you're a big Jason Lee fan, yes, Jason Lee. I love Jason or, Lee. Or uh, Jamie Presley. Yes. And there's a lot of uh, like cameo appearances from like different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Giovanni Ribisi's in it. He's yep. fucking fuck. He's so funny. Like a lot of my favorite episodes he's in them because he's so fucking funny yeah and yeah man i think i think it's time we give it a ranking brother but if you don't mind dude let's can i tell one more story about danny dude go for it man all right bro so i could tell a million and one stories dude but i'd rather not because (laughs) there's so many ones since we were kids but i'll tell i'll tell a harmless one man and Mm. um shout out to my good brother fucking edgar montiel man i fuck i love you brother he was like my best friend at Goldenrod. 
one of them at least. Uh, we all call him Micah. So shout out to you, Micah. Much love, brother. Uh, I remember one time, dude, Micah is uh, his cousin. He had this like ugly ass bike. I mean, I did too. You know, <laughs> me and my brother, we had a bunch of ugly ass bikes. Some but... huffy bikes or what? Oh, fuck. Dude. I had a huffy back in the day, dude. My dad bought it for me from yeah. fucking Kmart. Dude. Who didn't have a huffy? Right? But anyways, dude, so his cousin had a fucked up bike, dude. And so finally he got a new one, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember Micah comes up to us. He goes, hey, dude, my cousin finally got a new bike. And I remember Danny was like, well, what kind of bike was it? And he says, he says, oh, it's a, it's it says Chouse on it. And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay, like we've never heard of that shit, you know? Yeah. So here comes his cousin with his fucking bike. Danny looks at the fucking... He's like, it says chaos. Slap it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slaps. So we all had to slap the shit out of him, dude. <laughs> Just because he fucking read it wrong. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Dude. Oh, 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 dude. I got another story, actually. Before we, we fucking wrap it up, dude. Because yeah. because uh, this one like made me laugh pretty hard. If, if you're with us in high school, man, like please like remind me who the fuck he was talking shit to. But I remember in high school... He, uh, there's some dude who was like bending over to like tie his shoe mm -hmm. and his, his, like his underwear was showing, you know, and his underwear was like pink. <laughs> right. So there goes Danny to talk shit, you know? So he goes up to the dude and he's like, he's like, you're wearing pink underwear. And he's like, it's not pink. It's salmon. <laughs> and he goes, that's even gayer. <laughs> so <laughs> and I remember we were all fucking laughing fucking hard, man. So, so man, that fucking, yeah, man, that made me fucking laugh real hard. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Uh, when we started this podcast, you said, go behind the van. What's the story behind that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. Fuck, dude. Uh, but, well, this isn't, this isn't much of a story about Danny. It's more about my dumbass brother. All right. But, but Danny and I used to fucking crack up so hard about this story, man. All right. So what happened was on that street, dude, Danny had been dating this one girl, right? And, and uh, they broke up thing is they broke up like right in front of us oh, in front of all of us like in the middle of the street while mm -hmm. i think we were playing football mm -hmm. right so all that shit happens dude and then me and my brother were like on the outside kind of yeah. all right and then the the fucking girl tells of all people my brother dude martin yeah she tells him hey tell danny that i need to say to i need to talk to him one last time tell him to meet me behind the van <laughs> right so there he goes he goes to tell him and then my dumbass goes and follows him but my dumbass like goes like in between them and yeah. he like whispers them. He goes, he goes, Danny, like, like go behind the van, bro. He, she needs to talk to you. <laughs> and he, and he goes, what? And he goes, he, he goes, go behind the van. She needs to talk to you one last time. He's like, dude, I can't hear you. He's like, go behind the van. She needs to talk to you. He's like, what? He's like, go behind the van. You fucking idiot, man. <laughs> and bro, like fucking everybody hears, and dude, I fucked it. We start fucking like fat attacks, bro, everywhere. <laughs> and then obviously we don't, she doesn't go behind the van. Okay. You know, and fucked. And I remember we just, like when the years passed by, bro, we always brought up that story. At least him and I did. Okay. It was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> it's not more of a story of Danny. It's more my brother. But mm -hmm. yeah, that story should, yeah, it's just something that um, uh, when I say PS, go behind the van. That was for him straight up. He he would he would laugh his ass off fucking knowing about that. Yeah. But yeah, man. So what do you think, brother? Well, uh, American History X. Time we'll for wrap it up. And, that time for a rating. Yeah, it's in honor of the the good brother Danny Herbina. So let's uh, let's give it a ranking, brother. All right. What do you got, I'll, man? You want to go first or me? Well, let's have you go first this time. Sounds good, man. So, fucking going years and years without watching this movie. It was still a fantastic watch. Mm. It was fucking amazing. Uh, I can't say enough about Edward Norton's performance. He fucking killed it. Uh -huh. He should have won the Oscar. Um, Edward Furlong, in my opinion, his best performance too. The writing's fantastic. The, I love the whole, the whole uh, black and white flashbacks. Yeah. Almost to the point where I kind of wanted to watch the whole movie in black and white. Gotcha. I uh, love it. Uh, it still holds up to this day. I'm going to give it a fucking eight and a half in Dominator range. It is fucking fantastic. This is a fucking A movie. Please go out of your way and watch the fucking movie. It is that good. All right. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go ahead and give this a solid eight. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a great movie. Um, I enjoyed it when I first watched it uh, way back when in 1999 or 2000. Um 
I think it holds up over time. It's got a great message. Uh, it has some ambiguity to, you know, how it ends. You know, does the cycle of hate continue or, you know, does he overcome it? Uh, the acting and performances were great. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, it's a solid eight for me. Fucking fantastic stuff, bro. It, it is an A movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody who, if if Edward Norton ever comes up in like a list of like great actors, uh-huh. this is the movie that I think goes to him. Yeah. This is uh, what do they say? The magnum opus. Yes. Whatever. This is his best work. I don't think he will ever top this performance, honestly. And it's sad because I hope one day he does win that Oscar that he deserves. Yeah. Because all of his work is fantastic. Yeah, no, everything I see him, I always love. I liked him in, uh, you know, even Birdman. Do you see that one? I did, oh, yes. I love that movie. And then he plays like a, like a method actor, right? Yeah. So, holy shit, like maybe he was just playing himself. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, who knows? I, I loved him in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, can't say enough about him, man. He, fantastic shit right there, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, brother, I think it's time we wrap it up. Uh-huh. And uh, before, actually, we wrap it up, I just want to say that, uh, you know, March 8th, for me personally, is a brutal day. Not only because my good brother passed away that day, but on March 8th, 2014, my grandmother passed away Ooh. on the same day. You know, so uh, we di- we're dedicating this this episode to Danny. But I, I also like to give a little shout out to my grandmother who passed away in 2014. And I miss her dearly. And uh, I think of her all the time. And uh, I wish I could have one more conversation with both of them, actually. Mm. So this is for you, Abuela. I love you so much. So mwah, I love you. And um, to everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please uh, watch or listen to the next episode that's coming out next Sunday. Uh, remember to be kind to one another. And cheers to all of you, man. Much love. Mwah. Cheers. See you later. Thank you again for sticking with us to the very end. Next week's episode is going to be crazy, so gentlemen, make sure that you're on your lady's good side. Next week's episode will be a review on the movie Gone Girl, a movie directed by David Fincher. So watch the movie and join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up. Bottoms up.